bass keeps running, running, and 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 And we are off and running. KCOU 88.1 FM to start your Sunday. It's currently 1224 Eastern Time, Sunday, November 28th. 2021 Harrison Vatnick from Gainesville, Florida. Liddy, it's so Saturday where you are down in the Chicago suburbs. Hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving. Lid, how you doing, bud? I'm tired. We had a long day of college football, one of the best of all time, and just so much to talk about right now. Maybe the best day of college football I think we've ever had from insane game starting at noon with Ohio State, Michigan. Then we get the Bama-Auburn thriller at 3.30. And then night games with Oklahoma State's comeback against Oklahoma. So much to get into. We'll talk a little NFL towards the end. But where else to start other than what the Michigan Wolverines were able to do earlier today? 42-27. The narrative for years and years is Jim Harbaugh 0-5 against Ohio State. He's never beaten a top-10 team on the road. He's never really had a true good win against a top 10 team. He kind of heard it all and finally was able to get it done today. I feel like it took a lot of the game plan of what Oregon did to Ohio State back in week two in early September with a lot of outside stretching zone runs and not really having your quarterback playing too much. I think Michigan only threw like 19, 20 passes today. It was a significant amount of the run game and the, the Jim Harbaugh can't win big games. Narrative is put to rest for the time being. I think a loss to Iowa next week could raise it back up again. But for the for the moment being, Michigan has ended the curse. They beat Ohio State. Again, first time they've done that since, what, 2011. Only the second time in the last 18 years. Michigan will go to the Big Ten Championship for the first time ever. They'll play Iowa. We'll get into that later on. But just from a big picture, like how big is this for Michigan, Liddy? Well, you know, Jim Harbaugh is now a win away from his first ever college football playoff appearance. And after all he's gone through with this program, good for him, right? Like, yeah. how, how can you not be happy for this Michigan program right now that's been just the, on the bad side of a lot of wrong things in the past decade? And, you know, more specifically on the game, I, I feel like, Michigan came out with their game plan. They executed it well. And I couldn't help but notice when I was watching this game, it felt like Michigan came out, like you said, with Oregon's game plan of we're going to win the line of scrimmage up front. And not only did they do that, but they had a much better pass rush than what Oregon came out with against Ohio State earlier this year with Hutchinson and Ojabo. Both of those guys – are going to be first-round picks. Hutchinson and might... Oregon didn't even have Thibodeau in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Hutchinson might be the first overall pick. His Heisman odds have shot through the roof today. I think How many sacks did he have today? Huh? How many sacks did he have? Yeah, I believe he had right? three, but uh, it felt like he was in the backfield every play. Three sacks, yeah. Seven Literally. tackles, three sacks. And he had a ton of pressures to go with those sacks. On the Ohio State side, they just made the game more emotional than it needed to be. I, I get that it's Michigan, Ohio State. I get that playoff Big Ten title implications around the line. But it was an Ohio State meltdown that Michigan fans have been waiting for for over a decade. They were mentally not 
at the level Michigan was in this game. And I think it cost them, especially the touchdown from Haskins to seal it. Ohio State just didn't even play like play the down. They they gave up. It, it was it was draining for them. And you can throw out whatever excuses you want. Michigan was the better football team and they executed better today. I'll get into the Ohio State aspect of it in a second. But just with Michigan, you mentioned Haskins, 28 carries, 169 on the ground, five touchdowns, very reminiscent of what Kenneth Walker did to the Michigan defense just about a month ago. Uh, six yards per carry. Blake Corum had six carries, 87 yards. Uh, A.J. Henning uh, had the Statue of Liberty run in the opening drive for a touchdown. Cade McNamara didn't ask him to do much. Just basically he couldn't lose the game outside of the – Ugly interception he threw on the second drive of the game. 13 of 19, 159 in the pick, as you mentioned. Didn't throw a touchdown. J.J. McCarthy threw one pass. It was a beautiful one uh, down the right sideline, I believe. That was kind of important in one of those drives that made it a two-score game. Uh, for the Ohio State side of it, Strout, great passing game if you look at the box score. 34 of 49, 395, two touchdowns, no picks. Wasn't the case. And again, very similar to the Oregon game. If you look at the box score, it looks like he had a great game. But it wasn't. He was getting there was so much pressure on him, and the decision making wasn't great, in my opinion. Yeah, they did again a very poor job executing on third down, which was a huge problem in the Oregon game in those late down situations. And I believe Clot said it eight of eighteen on third down. I believe Clot said at the beginning of the broadcast. Stroud said that if he needed to be a runner, he would be. And today he needed to be a runner and he didn't, he, he didn't run. They, they did. They never adjusted. Michigan's defense was in their face all day. And they, they just kept trying to go to a and Wilson on the outside, like they had all, all year. And it wasn't always there. And when Michigan can control the line of scrimmage, like they did, like they did today, your dynamic playmakers aren't going to be a huge difference. Yeah, and it even feel like sometimes we talk in big games when teams lose is they got too cute. It feel like Ohio State didn't really get cute enough. There was a big third and two, I think, sometime in that third quarter where they were near midfield and maybe they were down eight, I think, or 15. Third and two, they go under center and run it. In years past, different quarterback, JT Barrett, Justin Fields, even – I don't know, Dwayne Haskins, they go shotgun, pistol, zone read, either quarterback takes it, running back takes it, you don't get it, you hurry up and do it on fourth down. Instead, they go under center, hand it off to Henderson, get stuffed, and they punt it on fourth down. Like, I feel like Ryan Day was trying, he wasn't a, we talked about Ryan Day, especially the Oregon game, about being over-aggressive and not really knowing the spots. It feel like he didn't know the spots of when to kind of get aggressive and when not to today. And that's why they couldn't really get back in this game. They fell behind by 8 and 15 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, jo- Josh Gaddis was the better play caller today in that game. There's, there's no doubt about it, and he's gonna he's going to get a head coaching job soon. I- I'd hope because he's a fantastic play caller. But you know, M- Michigan they get rid of Don Brown, and it- it's a different look. Ohio State was so used to beating these guys in just straight up man man coverage. We'll run crossing patterns and will destroy you on it because you can't guard these wide receivers and man. And with the different looks they were giving them combined with the pressures Michigan was, was getting, they just really never had an answer today. 
Yeah, and so Michigan is going to go on to the Big Ten Championship we mentioned. First time in program history they're going to play uh, in that Big Ten Championship. Their opponent, not the team we expected it to be. No. The Iowa Hawkeyes, they're they're going to Indianapolis. This is the first time Iowa is going to the Big Ten Championship since 2015 where they lost in the last second to Michigan State. I think the score of that game was 13-9, something like that. It's going to be... It's going to be an interesting one, and I am. I know Iowa is kind of an up and down this year, but kind of what is the recipe for a win for the Hawkeyes? They had a kind of an ugly win against Nebraska yesterday, but a win's a win. They've somehow snuck their way to ten and two this year. Is there any chance the Hawkeyes can get a win in Indianapolis next week? We will be at the game. We'll do a third Sunday or from Indianapolis. Uh, what do you think? First kind of initial predictions for that game. Yeah, I think Michigan wins a fairly low scoring football game. Iowa's recipe is what it's been all year. They got to force turnovers, and that's how their defense feasts, and that's how they score is by giving them good field position. I don't think Spencer Petras will be the starter next next week. It should be Alex Padilla, who's been who, st- who stepped in and has been pretty good for them yeah. um, th- lately. But we, we saw Iowa got, get out to a hot start, and they kind of unraveled in the middle of their season, but. Here they are. They finished the season 10-2, and two and they get to play an Indy, Indy next week for a chance to maybe go to the Rose Bowl. The Rose Bowl on the line. They had back-to-back losses in consecutive weeks against Purdue. Or it was, They had Purdue on the 16th of October. Then they had a bye. Then they had the bad game to Wisconsin. Right when Wisconsin was hitting stride. So they played two teams kind of at the wrong time. We forget this team went to Iowa State and won earlier in the year. This is a team that blew up Maryland on the road on a Thursday night. This is a team that beat Minnesota at home. A Minnesota team that was well, they went they go they go nine and three this year, eight and four. Eight and four. Yeah, Minnesota was a good team this year. They they took care of business against Nebraska. Uh, you want kind of a trivia question? You know the last time Iowa gave up thirty points? I honestly couldn't tell you. I know Wisconsin got close this year, but November third, two thousand eighteen. It's been over three calendar years since it was, I was giving up 30 in a game. This isn't going to be one of these games where Michigan then just run down their throats and you know, take did, up did a Purdue not shots. score 30 against them this year? No one scored 30. Wisconsin scored 27. That's the most anyone scored against Iowa this year. How many did Purdue score? 24. Wow. It felt like Purdue scored a lot. Yeah. They scored David 20. Bell had like 210 yards in that game. This game is going to be a dogfight next Saturday in Indianapolis. This yeah. Michigan... Michigan fans taking their victory lap about oh my god we're a win away from the playoff we 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 climb we slayed the dragon we climbed Everest we beat Ohio State I was no it's no cakewalk this is a team that's gonna make you work this is I don't know how many points I was gonna score but they're Hassan Haskins not running for six yards of carry next week I can promise you that and they're not running for 250 yards like they did today they have their work cut out for them and Michigan I'm not saying that's a perfect game but they they cannot – They, I am nervous that – because I, I, I'd love to see Michigan in the playoff, but they cannot taste the victory in their mouths all week long because they got to get ready to play a Big Ten championship. And this is something they've never had to do before because under Harwell, they've never played for a Big Ten championship. And now you have this game coming up against a well-coached team with Kirk Ferentz and a veteran quarterback, if it's Petrus or you mentioned the, the other one, uh, Goodson's a good running back. They have a veteran offensive line. We know how good their defense is because we I, we both had Iowa in our top three earlier this year. It's not going to shock me if Iowa wins this game next Saturday, Liddy, and I think it's going to be close. I'm worried that 
Because that's I'm a factor you have to take into account. I'm worried that this is, that today was Michigan Super Bowl. I, yep. I'm worried. I, I'm extremely worried that Jim Harbaugh won't be able to get his guys mentally ready to play a team as tough as Iowa. And you know, I was going to sell out for the run. Kid McNamara is going to have to make throws, which he has this year. Didn't necessarily have to today, but this is going to be a grinded out physical game for Michigan to reach the playoff. And I know it was six years ago, but Michigan State's offense was really good in 2015. They scored 13 points in that Big Ten championship and needed all 13 of them. Mm-hmm. And that I'm telling you, Iowa is going to make Michigan work. I think next Saturday, I was disappointed that Wisconsin lost to Minnesota because I really wanted to see Wisconsin versus Michigan because those are two basically blue, blue blood programs in the Big Ten. But I'm very intrigued by Iowa-Michigan because I think it's a dangerous matchup for the Wolverines. Yep, I could not agree more. Let's go to Bedlam, the game we've been talking about since, I would say, middle-ish October, with ever since Oklahoma State beat Texas, I think. We talked about the collision course that these two are going to be on. We kind of did our survivor team throughout the year, crossing teams off. Oklahoma State, the final survivor. They beat Oklahoma 37-33 tonight. There was a point in the second half where the Cowboys looked dead. It looked that they had just run out of life. It, it was just, it had gone downhill for them. And it just, it seemed like their season was over. They had a couple interceptions in the red zone. They had a muff punt. Oklahoma scored the safety. It looked like the, the Cowboys were dead. And they get, they get some life to them. They get some, you know, some unexpected life. They muff punt of their own. The Spencer Sanders QB run himself. They got to stop. Uh, Williams has a big run. Looks like the Sooners are going to take it late. They get the sack on fourth down, and the Cowboys survive. Just what could have been a disastrous game. They keep their playoff hopes alive. They're eleven and one. They're going to the Big Twelve Championship for the first time ever. Lid, how did the Cowboys do it? Well, you know, this is an Oklahoma State team that hadn't given up a first half touchdown in over a month. Since, since that Iowa State game that they lost um, in Ames. And they, they come out today and they, they start playing a shootout, right? Like, it's, it's constant. As bad them usually is. Score after score, teams are marching. There's a special teams touchdown. Caleb Williams is moving the ball. And the way it was going early, you kind of think that this favors Oklahoma. And – what, what ends up happening is Oklahoma State, they follow up their awful, awful defensive performance in the first half. They come out in the second half. They don't give up an offensive touchdown, though. You In the second half, they look like Oklahoma State again. And they, they get a couple breaks late, late in the game, which is what they needed. Uh, Javion Warren score, scores the t- touchdown to yep. put Oklahoma State ahead late, 37-33. Their defense holds up once. Yeah, they're forced to punt, and then their defense holds up again, which is that's 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 been the bread and butter for. It's been the story of the year for the Cowboys all we all year, all year. And like you said, they'll play for for a Big Twelve championship next week. They'll get they're gonna get Baylor, um, Baylor, who's a two loss team. They hammered them. They beat Baylor twenty four to fourteen on the second of October. Yep, they they drilled them earlier this year. I, I don't think this is going to be. Uh, Huge, huge issue for Oklahoma State. I think they should ha- handle Baylor. They'll win, they'll win up front, which is huge. And J- Jalen Warren, I'm sorry. I said JVN earlier. I want to correct myself. But boy, John. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Oklahoma State wins this game fairly easily. And 
or we're going to be talking about them next week when the playoff rankings come out. Uh, Tay Martin, one of their best receivers, he had both a catching and a rushing touchdown, 89 receiving yards, had the one rushing touchdown early on. Spencer Sanders, not a great game, 214 yards, a touchdown, two picks, 93 yards in the ground, a touchdown. That was the difference for them. Caleb Williams, solid game, three touchdowns, no pick, 250 yards, low completion rate. He was just about 50%. Kennedy Brooks might be the big 12 player of the year, ran for 140 yards, no touchdowns. We talked about survivor teams all year long, and if there's a story for this Oklahoma State season, it's it's probably staying alive. And that's, that's what the Cowboys continue to do. We, they had the month stretch where they played, you know, great defense and weren't in these close games, but they come back to beat Texas. They had, they win that game against Baylor early in the year. They weren't pretty against Missouri state and Tulsa and Boise state where they once were wins against all of them, but they stay alive and they, they figure out a way to come back tonight. And, they're going to Dallas next week to play Baylor. And I think I agree. I think Oklahoma State's going to get it done. And outside of the one fluky loss at Iowa State, this team could have been undefeated right now, maybe number two in the country. But, you know, the Cowboys, I, we've, we've been very high in this Iowa State team all season long, or the, the Oklahoma State team all season long. And it feels like, it feels like they're going to do it. Yeah, I mean, 2011 was quite the run for them. They it, it's, it's the same story unfolding. They get the disaster game in Ames in 2011. They lose in Ames this year. And, you know, now now they get their shot. If, if they're the five seed and left out of the playoff, you get the same story. That'd be very disappointing. Same same story as, the, as Mike Gundy had 10 years ago. But, I you know, the, they got it done in Bedlam today, which they haven't done in quite some time. And... Now they're going to have to beat Baylor for a second time. That, Like you said, two top 10 wins in back-to-back weeks and a conference championship in the mix of that should be enough, you would think. But Notre Dame looked off impressive today, too. So it, it'll, it'll get it done. I, I think that with, a win, with two wins against Baylor, the win against Oklahoma, that's enough as a conference champion to get in. It'll jump Notre Dame if it comes down to that. But I'm not sure it's going to come down to that because – Let's transition out of Alabama. I hate these rules. That wasn't football. What I saw earlier was not football. Once we got past the second overtime, it was alternating two-point conversions. That should not decide essentially a playoff spot. It's whatever. I can sound like the old person I am. That was a fantastic game, and I have no idea how Auburn blew it. Tank Bigsby running out of balance was bad. I mean, there's still a chance to get a stop. Alabama scored with what, what was it, 24 seconds left? 24 if, seconds. If Tank Bigsby doesn't run out of bounds, that takes another 40 seconds off the clock. Alabama yep, can't, that's game. can't score. There's your game right there. It was a disaster from Auburn on their final offensive possession and regulation. And as soon as Bryce Young and that Alabama offense got the ball back with a minute 49 to go, it was a coaching masterclass from Nick Saban once again. Sa- saving his team's playoff hopes, you would think. And, y- you know, just, just to touch on Alabama as a team real quick, this is a team I'm very low on. I, ha- I have been for quite some time now. They've now played games with Florida, LSU, Arkansas, and Auburn, teams that they should be way above and have kept them in the game the entire way. All four of those teams – had the ball late with a chance to take the lead or led in Auburn's case. I think this is a team that personally should be outside the top four right now, but I know the committee doesn't see it that way because they're Alabama. Listen, there are a lot of years where people argue, oh, Alabama's getting the benefit of the doubt because of Alabama. 
most of the time I'm not usually on that hype train. This is one of those times I am. Alabama is not as good as the committee is ranking them at. And frankly, I think every team in the top six right now would win a game on a neutral field against them. I I kind of disagree with you. I look, I they found a way to win. That's kind of what matters. They're playing you said SEC. That about Oklahoma this year. Yeah, well, Oklahoma started losing games. Bama lost one game to Texas A&M, which is what actually Texas A&M lose to LSU tonight. They did. I said that was going to happen. Yeah, you did. You did. I'll I said that was going to happen. W. Um, they lost that one fluky game, but look, they found a way to beat LSU. They found a way to beat Auburn today. Great comeback win, but they have to go beat the. They have to go beat Goliath. They have to go beat Georgia next week. This win, this one has no meaning unless they beat Georgia next week. If they lose, no one's. If they lose to Georgia, no one will remember this game. But if they win, it it sparked their season. I'm not even going to overreact to this game at all because that's something people are going to do. Like, oh my god, great best comeback in the saving era, saving their playoff hopes. No, it didn't. In seven days, I'll find out if it saved their playoff hopes because this. This game is meaningless if they lose to Georgia next week, which I think they will. I think it could be close. I'm not sure Georgia's seven points better. But I, I'm i not going to overreact to this game. Bama didn't play great, but they stayed alive. That's all they needed to do. And they they already clinched the SEC West. They get Georgia next week in Atlanta. It's going to be a fantastic game for Eastern uh, from the ATL. But I just don't understand how Bama's going to be able to run the ball against Georgia. All their running backs are hurt. Georgia has the best defense in the country, secondary linebackers, defensive line across the board. They're well coached, etc. I have no idea how Bama's going to move the ball against them. Bama punted the first seven drives today. Georgia, they could get ugly. Georgia's going to be a touchdown favorite. They're a touchdown. Actually. It's six points right now. I like Georgia. I mean, I, I throw out the throw out the history in this one. Georgia and Alabama are not in the same league right now, and, and people finish. I don't know if anyone is in Georgia's league right now. That still remains to be seen in the playoff. But Alabama is a full tier and a half below Georgia right now. They are not playing even close to at the same level. Georgia, I tweeted this out earlier, only gave up double-digit points four times. Four times. In in Who are the teams? Tennessee, Kentucky, Auburn. Um, What was the fourth? It may have been South Carolina, who scored like garbage time points. Yeah, them. I think that's it. I'll tell um, you. But Georgia, my point stands, Georgia, Alabama, not in the same league right now. Georgia can pretty much fail offensively a little bit and still win this game with, with ease, I think. I don't think, like, I'm sorry, Nick, Nick Saban can coach well all he wants. This, this Georgia team is on a different level. And people aren't going to want to talk about it. The last two games Georgia played has been their two best offensive games of the season. I know it's Charleston Southern. I know it's Georgia Tech. But that's momentum. That's that's gaining some steam as you go play a team like Alabama. They were I, I'm probably the only person on the planet that watched their entire game in Charleston Southern because the bar I was at in Atlanta was showing that on their basically movie screen style TV. But their offense was just in rhythm. They figured it out kind of – the. it's not like they were bad early in the season – they weren't great in the Clemson game, but they basically fixed the issues they had. And against George Tech today, 45 nothing. They ran the ball well. Uh, Setson Bennett had his best game maybe of his career. He was 14 of 20, 255, four touchdowns. Bowers had 100 receiving yards. I have no idea how he was in the finals for tight end of the year. 
Uh, Jermaine Burton still one. Like, they're not even using their players. Jermaine Burton had one catch. Darnell Washington, one catch. Um, Jackson, one catch. Pickens, one catch. Like, it's crazy that how good this team is. And I think the they're going to be down th- the only thing we don't. The only thing we don't know yet is, can, can they take a punch? That, that was... That, there was one team I was afraid of, but and they're out. Ohio State was a match. I'm not sure they're going to need to. No, I was saying for Ohio State. Yeah, no, no, no. That's what I'm Ohio saying. Ohio State it was a bad matchup for Georgia. The, the one concern there. we had with Georgia is will they be able to take a punch? And now we're not sure if they're going to need to. They're going to if us looking at we'll do near we can do some near six predictions in a minute, but against some of the teams, they're a double digit favorite against everyone in my mind. Except for maybe Michigan, maybe they're nine and a half against Michigan, but Cincinnati, yeah, Oklahoma State, yeah, Notre Dame, yeah, Bama, they're not, but it's like fairly close. Cincinnati is is okay. Call me crazy. I, I think Cincinnati might be the only team that that can hang with them. Just just because. Yeah, but that's that's more of an emotional standpoint than X's and O's. If that makes sense. Yes, I know it, what you're saying. Like I, I was going to say, it's just because of the fact that. Cincinnati had them beat last year, and they they know they can beat them. They've seen them, and they've played against them. It's very – you're a college basketball guru. It's very Kentucky-Wisconsin-esque from 2014-2015. Wisconsin hmm. was right back and forth of them in the 20 – I made this comparison very often in the show last year, talking about Ohio State and Clemson. I'll use it again this year. Wisconsin. Cincinnati, we'll talk about their game this, right now as we get into this, but they're Cincinnati hanging in there with Georgia, basically led the entire game. Uh, JT Daniels on a last second field goal drive. Georgia wins it 24 21. In the 2014 Final Four, Wisconsin basically led the Kentucky the whole way. Kentucky gets back in. Aaron Harrison hits the game winner. I think Wisconsin had like a shot go in and out of the horn. I think you probably have a better memory of that than I do. Wisconsin basically sits around the entire year waiting for their chance to get them in the Final Four. They beat them. Basically, against some people will call the best Kentucky team ever. Now it's the best Georgia team ever in Cincinnati, kind of sitting around all year waiting to get their chance again. Uh, it might be it might be a cool story. And Cincinnati played really good against East Carolina yesterday. I'm not sure the Bearcats are. I'm not sure the Bearcats are out of it, Lydia. I'll, I'll say it for myself as someone who's been very anti them. I've been so anti Cincinnati that now the anti Cincinnati people are making are kind of pissing me off because like they they deserve a little more respect than they are giving them. And I'm calling yeah. out one singular person on this. Oh, and I'm fully aware of who you're calling out. But, you, you know, you, you and him like Houston. I like Houston. I think they're a fun team. They're, they're not at Cincinnati's level. They, they may keep it close <laughs> for a little next week. But Cincinnati, people want to understand. Like, Cincinnati isn't a group of five school. They have a ton of NFL players. They, like if, They have two NFL corners. They have two NFL corners. They have an NFL defensive edge rusher. They have an NFL quarterback. They may have an NFL receiver in Alec Pierce. Yeah, I, I like don't know him. what what people scout scouting on him is, but he all I know is he can get open against anybody. So, like, they're well coached. They're disciplined, and when they're playing their best, they're really like really good. Like they held an SMU team. That was the fifth best scoring team in the country. So like, to zero points through three quarters. It, it was crazy. And it, the, the compare the comparison that I made with kind of the Cincinnati haters is, I have been very right wing with Cincinnati, but then some people started storming the Capitol building, and I'm like, oh, let's let's take it easy a little bit. I'm not gonna yeah. go that far with it, but like you know, I'm 
I'm not, I'm not, I'm still not huge on them. They still got to beat Houston next week. I'm they're they're also another team like Michigan starting to count their chickens or count count the eggs for the hatch. Yeah, well, yeah, that, that's the phrase. I'm not a farmer. That's what the Iowa fans are for. Um, I will say this: Cincinnati is, is in, Cincinnati is in, Jesus. Cincinnati is in a great position to have a matchup in the semifinal that is very winnable for them. And Michigan, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State. They can beat all three. I don't think there's a scenario where they're gonna be four. Like unless Bama beats Georgia. And Georgia would be yeah, maybe I that seems but yeah, like it seems too easy though. At, at at the same like even if Georgia beats Bama close and they decide to put Bama in, like Cincinnati's still gonna be free. Yeah. So let's we let's still a lot more happen. Um, any other games we need to touch on? Oregon, good performance against Oregon State. Nice bounce back game for them. Yeah, I think they're going to beat Utah ne- next week. They, I, I agree. They're, they're going to get their rematch with Ohio State, I think, in the Rose Bowl. Did you see anything from this Michigan State Penn State game? It was in the snow. It was it's like weird. a blizzard. Kenneth it Walker was, had a big game. It it was weird because like when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, Michigan State's going to run down their throats because it's in the snow, and then Walker had 170. I was watching it and I was like, you know, maybe this isn't as a uh, big of a mismatch as I, as I thought, because Penn state's wearing all white jerseys and like, can Michigan state really see, see the Penn state players? Smart. In the, in the Very smart for Mel Tucker. Yeah. Was, that team's going to play in a New York six game. I think Michigan state. Yeah, they are. It actually. We'll do it. We'll do We'll do it in a second. We'll do New York six in a second. Uh, LSU beat Texas A&M, was mentioned, 27-24. 13 of 14 SEC teams are bowl eligible. The one that's not is Vanderbilt. Best Sox. conference in the country. Um, Pitt beat Syracuse on the road. Clemson shut out South Carolina. That team peaked. Or they're peaking now. They're going to play in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl in a few weeks. I, I hope they get a decent – I hope they get a decent – What's, the, what's like the, the – they're going to go to the, the one in Orlando. Um, the Citrus. Which one's – no, no. The one for the ACC teams. What's the one that Miami lost last year? To Iowa State. Camping World Bowl. They'll go to that one. That, that's not play a good one. We're going to get Oklahoma versus Clemson. That would be fun. That, that, that would be a very good New York Six. Uh, I think, six I think Clemson. Yeah, I, I've got to think about a little more. Ole Miss beat Mississippi State on Thursday. I like. I was all over the Rebels. They won that. Notre Dame blew out Stanford tonight. That, that That's the last game they're going to play until the committee makes a decision on that. We, we are going – we we have to wait another week to find out whether or not playing a championship, a conference. They're nervous. I I think they're gonna be a little nervous. They have to sit around another week. They don't. They can't control their destiny. They 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 need Bama or that because they're not all, undefeated. They need, they need Oklahoma State to look a little shaky, and and losing obviously would help. But playing Baylor close, I think helps Notre Dame. Are we gonna do a near a uh, uh, conference championship preview show this week? Yeah, we should. Why not? Okay, we'll do that. I was going to say we'll talk a little about the games. We can get into that later. Uh, let's do New Year's Six. Okay. Do you have it like, by memory yeah. or do we have to? Okay, I got to think about it. I'm sitting in front bit. of me. Oh, well, I'll... okay. Uh, let's start playoff games. Semifinal one. Orange Bowl, Georgia versus Notre Dame. Um, wait, I got to think about it. No. Georgia, Oklahoma State. Okay. I figured you were going to say that. Cotton Bowl. 
Michigan versus Cincinnati. Michigan, Cincinnati. Guess the line on that. What do you think it is? I would think Michigan, Michigan by, by like four and a half. Okay, I went a little lower. Uh, Rose Bowl. Um, Oregon versus Ohio State rematch. Oh my, that will, that will be fun. I I'll go. Yeah, uh, they get it over Iowa, right? Huh? They get yeah, it over yeah, Iowa. You, yeah, you would think because they're going to be ranked higher. Okay. Yeah, and the Rose Bowl chooses. Yeah, Notre oh. Dame. Oh, sorry, Ohio State versus Oregon. Uh, Sugar Bowl. Uh, you I don't have them in the playoffs. So Alabama versus Oklahoma State. Baylor versus Alabama. That'd be a fun game. For Joe, Tess, Joe Tess calling the Oklahoma State Jugger Bowl. Yeah, there you go. He he's done some good old he's done some good Oklahoma State games in the past. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's do Peach Bowl. Um, a game that I don't a game that approximately like two people will watch: Baylor versus Pitt. I think Wake Forest wins that game. That oh, actually, I have no idea who wins that game next week. I'll I'll go Wake Forest wins that game, and they're gonna play Ole Miss. Okay, that'd be a that would be a lot of points in that. Yeah, game. that over under would be in the seventies. And then is Fiesta with the last one? Yep. Okay. Uh, who my leftover teams? Notre Dame and who am I? I'm missing one. Michigan, Michigan State? State. I'll take I'll take a Notre Dame, Michigan State. I have Michigan State, Ole Miss. Okay, those are the near six uh, rankings. I guess the rankings even matter at this point. Just fly through yours, your top four, and then teams. Um. Okay, I have them off the top of my head. I have Georgia one, obviously Michigan at two, two Cincinnati three. I kept Notre Dame at four. I like the way they played today. Um, Notre Dame ahead of Bama. It's crazy. I, I moved Alabama. To five, I kept Alabama at five and put Oklahoma State at six. I, although I really do think Oklahoma State probably should be ahead of them. I, I don't understand why I did that. Georgia one, Michigan two, Bama three, Cincinnati four, Oklahoma State five, Notre Dame six, Baylor seven, Ole Miss eight, Ohio State nine. Why do you keep Bama at three? Just because they won? Like they didn't the lose? Winning, the, the, the blow whenever Ole Miss is very convincing to me. Okay. I think I, I hold Ole Miss in high regards. I think they're one of the eight best teams in the country. Bama blew them out. I you can't say bad, that about any of the other eight teams right now. I think it was a bad match for Ole Miss. Kind of like Michigan State was a horrible ma- matchup. Or um, Ohio State was a terrible matchup for Michigan State last That's, week. I, I still I can't believe like how that happened last week where Ohio State just blew them out. and like How bad they look today. Forget that game. Michigan State beating Michigan? Fluke of the year. Fluke of the year. Crazy. Crazy stuff. Uh, anything else for college football? High, who's going to Heisman? Oh, I think it's going to be Bryce Young by default. Although, yeah, yeah, I, I forgot. I forgot. If I had to choose my top three, I'd go Jordan Davis, Aiden Hutchinson, um, Kenny Pickett. Like Davis just doesn't have the stats. That's the thing. But he's just an impact. Well, he's a defensive tackle. But yeah. here's here's the thing: we we judge Heisman's like, and we we do this with teams too. We judge everything based on totals now, and like Davis should be getting compared historically to like how other great defensive tackles have played. Let's do college football conference championship preview Wednesday night. We'll post out the Wednesday night, Tuesday, or Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Works with me. All right. So we'll do, we'll have that show out there. Uh, well, let's, fly th- let's fly through some NFL stuff. It's because it's 1 a.m. Eastern time, and I've been up since 7 a.m. Um, Steelers, Bengals. Bengals beat them earlier in the um, year. 
week three dominated them on the road. Uh, Steelers have been playing kind of better lately. They lost close game to the Chargers. Bengals had a win in Cincinnati or win in Vegas last week. Who do you got? I do, th- I do think it's tough to beat a team twice. And I do think the Steelers have the much better coach in this one. So I'll, I'll take the Steelers like 23 20. Yep, uh, I'll take Steelers as well. Hard to beat a team twice. I think Ben's been playing better. I don't think he's really thrown a pick in a while. Uh, Najee Harris, I think, will get going. He didn't do much against the Chargers. Uh, I'll take Pittsburgh by 5, 26-21. Bucks colts this is a big one. Colts playing outstanding football. Blew out the Bills last week. Tampa, I saw them beat the Giants last Monday night. Now going on the road, taking on the hottest player in the league, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I think the Colts are going to pull off an upset tomorrow, Liddy. Let's upset Tampa's a three-point favorite, but I, you, you I know think they're going like to run the ball. You, you know I like the Colts. I've said they were going to make the playoffs um, even after they went to one and four. I, I really like Tampa tomorrow. I, I, I just – Really? I, I have a gut feeling that Tampa wins this game. I, it's not really explainable. To, Al, no Ali Antonio Marpet's Brown. Like, huh? There's still no Antonio Brown. And Ali no, Marpet's Mar- not playing. Yep. But I, it's just – I don't know. This feels like a game that the Bucks win. I'll take Colts by 7, 28-21. Panthers at Dolphins. I have no idea how Carolina's favored by two and a half in this game. They had a loss to Washington last week. Dolphins have won three in a row. Beat Baltimore. Beat the Jets last week. Tua playing better football than what he's kind of shown. Dolphins defense has taken a step. Does Carolina get a win with Cam Newton tomorrow? Yeah, because... We need my two narrative to, to stay going. <laughs> the narrative needs to come back. But you know, I do think Carolina's the better better team here, and I, th- I think they get it done in South Florida. Uh, I'll take care. I'll, I'll take Miami as well with a late field goal, twenty three twenty. Tua, he's not really turning the ball over as much. He's making somewhat smarter decisions, and Brian Flores is extending his stay in Miami another year. Hope not for their case. Yep, uh, Titans Patriots. Liddy, you came on the show three weeks ago and said the Patriots were the second best team in the AFC. I was, I thought you were having some heavy sugar in there. They have now looked like that team that you talked about. Blow it went against Cleveland. I was there against Atlanta on that Thursday night. Blew them out 25 nothing. Now kind of a mini buy. They're playing a completely banged up Titans team that doesn't have Harold Landry on defense. No AJ Brown, no Julio Jones, no Derrick Henry. The receivers tomorrow are Marcus Johnson, uh, Alex. What, Westbrook, Nikhil Westbrook Akine? I I may be getting that wrong. The running back is and Deontay Foreman. Yeah, the running back is Deontay Foreman. They don't even have Joey McNichols anymore. Like, this team is banged up completely offensively. They're, they might have to run Mike Grable at tight end. Uh, Patriots, seven-point favorite. Mac Jones playing great football. The Patriots run game has figured out Damian Harris getting healthier. I think the Patriots could blow them out tomorrow, buddy. Do you, do you remember the the one other game this year that the Titans played without A.J. Brown and Julio Jones? The Jets. Yeah, they lost. And that was when they had Derrick Henry, too. Um, Patriots, you know, blow them out tomorrow. Not even I, think it, I think it could be similar to the Cleveland game. I'll go Patriots 38 to the, the Titans are going to struggle scoring double digits. Yeah, I just – the Patriots have one of the best defenses in the league, and they're playing a team with a completely banged-up offense. Yep. I hope I'm not jinxing it, but that would be – Total bad. mismatch. Total mismatch. Uh, give me a winner, Eagles-Giants. Eagles, they're so hot right now, and Jalen Hurts is really good. We are three wins away from Jake Circus having to bath in Skyline Chili. Tomorrow will be two. Wait. Eagles blow up the Giants. Uh, give me a winner. No one's going to watch this game. Falcons, Jaguars. Um, yeah, you know what? I'll push the Matt Ryan narrative. Uh, Jaguars 
win, but Kyle Pitts has 120 yards receiving. Uh, I agree. Jaguars do get a win tomorrow uh, by 16 points, 30 to 14. I don't know. Feeling feeling a big game from Trev. Uh, that's the game's only a couple hours for me right now. Uh, Jets Texans give me a winner. No one watches this game either. Texans because why not? Yeah, Zach Wilson comes back, throws four picks. Texans get a nice win back to back for them. Chargers Broncos. I like. I'm excited for this one. I'll take Denver at home. That's the right. That's the right pick. You're going the I right way on that one. Denver's going. You're going, you're going the right way. Uh, they can't. I don't think the Chargers could have back-to-back games like that. I know they're playing better offensively. Denver will get some good pass rush. Their first couple turnovers on Herbert. I believe they beat them last year when they played in Denver, but Denver will be able to run the ball tomorrow. Last year was very foggy. Javante and Melvin Gordon were on the ball against a weak Chargers run defense who has been playing better. Uh, Chargers make a special teams mistake. I'll take Denver by a field goal. They're a two and a half point dog in this game. They'll cover that. Rams Packers game of the day. Man, this is a toss-up for me, honestly. Um, Rams are favored somehow. It's cold up north this weekend. You saw what happened in Michigan it's today. In, it's cold in Gainesville. In, in both in both games. Um, the, the Rams aren't historically good coming up north, although Matthew Stafford has played, yeah, in, Stafford's played for, in it for years. But he ain't Jared Goff. The, the rest of their team has, is not used to this, so I'll take Green Bay. Uh, I'll take – I got to push the Rams narrative because I said a couple of weeks ago they were a Super Bowl team. I will go with the Rams. Five out of touchdown. I think they're they're due for one of these. They've, they lost back-to-back games going into the bye. I think they figure it out tomorrow against a Packers team I'm not completely sold on yet. I think the Rams will find a way to win, but I don't feel confident about that pick at all. Yep. Vikings Niners. This will be um, fun. The Niners being favored in this game scares me. Yeah, I'm going to tease Vikings to nine and a half. My tease I'll, tomorrow is going to be probably Patriots minus one, Vikings minus nine, plus nine and a half. I'll take San Fran in a close game, but I don't feel good about that one. The Vikings, both of these teams look to be. This is a field goal game. Right I just track. don't know who's going to kick it or who's going to miss it. <laughs> this is, comes down to the last second field goal. I'll trust the Niner offense a little more than I'll trust the Viking defense, if that makes sense. Yeah, this is this is the game that they're getting. They're getting Eli Mitchell back, which is big because he's had a good year. Debo's I, I, been Debo's been one of the five best receivers in football this year. This is a big game for both of these teams. Wow. Uh, primetime Browns Ravens. Lamar comes back from his illness. Good game. I, I like that this is Sunday night. Uh, I'll take Baltimore close. I'll take Baltimore by fourteen. I think they have a. They're due for a big offensive game. Uh, the Browns are bad. The Browns are like they're a roller coaster. It's just up and down, up and down. Yep. They're down. For, they're they're due for another slope. Yeah. Uh, I'll take I'll take Ravens by two touchdowns. Monday night. Oh, Seattle, Washington. Doesn't matter. Um, what, I'll take Washington. Whatever. I don't bet in the NFL. What is stopping me from betting on Washington? This is a complete mismatch. Seattle's offensive line is awful, and Washington's defensive line is one of the best in the league. I will take Washington not only to, to win this game, but in blowout fashion. Yeah, I'll take Washington, but not a blow. Take my five. Let's do something. So we usually do breakout players. Pick three corners in the NFL. I'll do the same. We we have one of them has to have an interception tomorrow. 
So we're, we're drafting corners right now. Three cornerbacks. You, you can have the first pick. We'll alternate um, picks. I'll take Darius Slay. Okay, I'll take J.C. Jackson. Um. Um. Oh man, this is a tough one. I'll take. I'll take Kendall Fuller. Is Marlon Humphrey healthy? Um, oh, I think so. Oh, he is. Yeah, I'll take Marlon Humphrey. He'll pick off Baker. And then my other one. I have a good one. Is Gilmore healthy for Carolina? Fuck. Mm. Uh, yes. I'll take Stephon Gilmore. God damn it, Liddy. <laughs> uh, Xavier Howard. Cam Cam is right. due for one. All right, so yeah, we usually break out players. We'll have which player gets a pick. Yeah, that, right, that, anything, that's a good one. Anything else to add, John? Go Bearcats. We'll have our show Wednesday night, Thursday morning. I don't know. We'll probably do a 25, 30 minute preview of the conference championships. Again, we'll be in Indy next week. We'll be recording the game from hotel room. It'll be me, Liddy, hopefully Gus Johnson, Joe Cloud. We'll see if they're busy. Uh, should be fun. <laughs> yeah, that, that will be. It'll be a good night. All right. Have a great week, guys. We'll see you next time. Sorry, Sunday.